spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by well, Mookie Betts. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. And I ain't even need to you got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Fly ball to left. And deep. And a goal! Put the work in. We gotta go to work. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Monday afternoon. Your Los Angeles Dodgers, 88-38 and 38 on this season. Best record in all of baseball. First place atop the National League West. The magic number to clinch the division is down to 16 after the Dodgers won yesterday and the Padres lost. Today, the final game of this four-game wraparound series in Miami, Tony Gonsolin was scheduled to get the start today, but he has been placed on the injured list. More on that coming up. Michael Grove called up from AAA Oklahoma City. He'll get the start for the Dodgers. First pitch is coming up at 340. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll preview this pitching matchup in 30 minutes. Your chance to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. David Vasse goes one-on-one with Andre Ethier. We'll hear from Tony Gonsolin coming up a little bit later on see how bad the arm injury is. Shortly, we'll hear from Kirsten Watson. In just a few minutes, we'll send it out to Charlie Steiner and Jose Moda in the booth. Well, yesterday in Miami, Urias was unreal again as the Dodgers won again. Julio Urias, arguably the best pitcher of the second half of the season in the National League. He went six solid innings yesterday. He allowed just one run on only one hit while striking out seven along the way. The Dodgers' offense gave Urias some early run support. First batter of the game. Mookie Betts. Now the right-hander Cabrera winds and Mookie drills one deep to center field. This ball back and this ball is gone. It's the 36th career leadoff home run for Mookie Betts. Betts has homered five times in six games against these Marlins this year. Instant offense. Mookie makes it one nothing. Stay hot, Mookie. The leadoff home run, his 36th leadoff home run of his career. Home run number 31 on the season for Mookie Betts as the Dodgers led one to nothing. Later in the inning, Justin Turner in RBI single. Dodgers up two to nothing. In the second inning, Dodgers used the long ball again. This time, it was Trace. Six home runs and 25 runs batted in. Swings and this ball is hammered. Way down the left field line, wrapped around the pole. Up into the stands without a trace. It's gone. 3-0. Dodgers. Trace Thompson obliterates the baseball. And he will come home to make it a 3-0 lead. 
Trace Thompson with the solo home run, his seventh of this season. Dodgers up 3-1 to one on the Marlins. The only mistake that Julio Diaz made was in the fourth inning. He gave a solo home run to Brian Anderson. That was it. The only hit, the only run that he gave up all day. In the sixth inning with some insurance runs, the Dodgers get a two-run single from Austin Barnes. Then Mookie Betts, an RBI single to left. The Dodgers with three runs in the sixth, up 6-1. to one. And Then in the ninth, the Dodgers tacked on some more. Justin Turner, an RBI double. Then later, Max Muncy would score an RBI ground. Round out Dodgers up eight to one. Ulias went the six innings. He turned it over to the bullpen. Bruce Dargraderall, a scoreless seventh. Chris Martin, a scoreless eighth. Alex Vesia struck out a pair to close it out in the ninth. Dodgers beat up on the Marlins yesterday, eight to one. Julio Urias, his fourteenth win of the season. He has now won eleven of his last twelve starts. Mookie Betts, meanwhile, in this series, eight for fifteen, two doubles, four home runs, and seven ribbies. But he's not in the lineup today. Day off. For Mookie Betts with the win. The Dodgers now 88-38 and 38 on this season. Their magic number is still at 16. And the Dodgers, well, today can make that number even smaller in the final game of this four-game series in Miami. Michael Grove on the mound in place of Tony Gonsolin. First pitch at 340. And with more, we welcome in Charlie Steiner and Jose Moda. Guys! All right, Tim, the fourth and final game. The Dodgers and the Marlins. We are at Lone Depot Park. Dodgers 8-1 winners last night. So entering play tonight, the Dodgers a season-high 50 games over 500, a season winning percentage of 698. They just continue to steamroll the opposition. Talking to one of the scouts here covering the Dodgers, and he said, have the Dodgers been this good in, in your career with the Dodgers? I, I'm not sure about that. But certainly since May, they have dominated the opposition every which way but Sunday. They have done that in such a marvelous way that uh, we're trying to find trends or which phase is flourishing, what point or not. And pretty much everything happens at the same time. You know, when it came down to the Dodgers facing adversity against teams like the Nationals, we know what happened with the Pirates. Well, things were learned and lessons were taught. And also, Charlie, we cannot ignore how that clubhouse, especially the hitters, all came together at one point during the trip in Cincinnati. I recall players telling me they needed to change their approach. They knew the pitching was going to be there, even though they've had injuries with their pitchers. Well, nonetheless, is a well-rounded ball club. And in the month of August, the Dodgers have gone 20-5, and five, more eye-opening numbers. They've scored 157 runs in 25 games. That's six and a quarter runs per game. Team batting average is 286. They have scored eight or more runs in 13 of the 25 games. And, oh, by the way, the pitching ERA is 238. That's the good news. The bad news is, tempered somewhat coming into the game tonight, Tony Gonsolin has been placed on the injured list. However, the Dodgers don't seem overly concerned. It's more precautionary is what they say. They expect him to pitch probably by the second, maybe the third week of September. And again, it's all about getting ready for the postseason. Getting ready and pacing a guy like Tony Gonsolin, who uh, obviously is now reaching the limits of where he was before and professionally in terms of innings. And with all that, too, Charlie, in the big leagues, every pitch you make has a little bit more stress on it than the minor leagues. And he's thrown close to a 1,000 more pitches than he has ever thrown at the big league level. At least you have the luxury of saying we have a little depth. And now we also have the schedule and the standings where they're at to do this. That is the yellow warning light we've been talking about in Gonsolin's case in particular all year. He's never gone this far. And uh, having said all that, not overly concerned 
even though he's been placed on the injured list, and that's more paperwork than anything else. Michael Grove is going to start for the Dodgers tonight. We'll tell you about him a little bit later on in his matchup with Pablo Lopez. Dodgers and the Marlins, the final game of this four-game series, and we'll be back a little later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thank you, guys. We are off and running on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on this Monday afternoon. Coming up, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll hear from the Catman, Tony Gonsolin. We'll check in with David Vance. We'll break down this pitching matchup. We'll have your chance to play the Six Flags most thrilling play of the game contest. We'll also hear from former Dodger Andre Ethier, get his take on this Dodgers team. But up next, we'll head back out to Miami and check in with Kirsten Watson. As we're leading you up to first pitch, Dodgers and Marlins. First pitch set for 340. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Monday afternoon. Final game of this four-game series. Michael Grove and Pablo Lopez, the pitching matchup. No Tony Gonsolin. He's placed on the IL. More on that in just a second. First pitch from Miami coming up at 340. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Brought to you by Cars for Kids, your trusted charity for car donations. Also accepts donations of boats, RVs, motorcycles, and real estate. Call them today at 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or online at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. All right, Kirsten, the big story today, Tony Gonsolin goes on the IL. What's the latest? Yeah, so uh, I def- I think I definitely caught a little bit of everyone at surprise when the, when the news came out, but we did get the chance to talk to Tony today, and he told us that he's been feeling this forearm tightness since his last start. So coming out of it, that's when it started to bother him. It had been lingering for a while, but he did continue with his uh, his throwing program, what it looks like in between starts. He played catch yesterday. He actually felt like the ball, he told us, uh, his quotes, that he was getting after it. So he felt the ball was coming out really, really well, um, but that forearm tightness it was continuing to linger uh, and so they just ultimately made the decision that they didn't want it to get worse or anything so they placed him on the IL but from talking to Tony and talking to Dave Roberts it does seem like this was a very precautionary decision uh, to make sure that it doesn't get worse they give it the time to kind of rest and heal obviously you know Tony is in uncharted waters in the sense of his the innings pitch that he has taken down this year is more than he's done in his career and so uh, they wanted to be very mindful of all of that so they're giving him the time it's looking like it'll truly just be this 15 day Ielston and it's backdated to his last start so 10 more days looking ahead uh, so he's going to miss two starts but they everyone feels very good that it's only going to be those two starts and that's from Tony, Dave Roberts, the, the medical staff. He did not have an MRI, but he did do just the traditional testing of his arm and everything and the muscle and all of that is really good. Um, muscle and strength. So just being mindful, but everyone seems to be very optimistic that this is, uh, that they're just kind of keeping an eye on it. Knock on wood. Let's keep an eye on it. And hopefully he is back as soon as possible. All right. Gavin Lux in the lineup yesterday but not in the lineup today. And Mookie Betts, not in the lineup today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely with Mookie, I think everyone was like, oh, you got to keep that bat going. He has been on fire. And, like, obviously we've all been teasing. He just seems to love Miami, which, as a Florida girl, I get it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> um, but, no, Mookie, Dave told us that he had planned to give him an off day. They spoke about it. Some of the hitting coaches were like, oh, are you 
sure about that? Maybe we should like have him back out there. Um, but he just he told him he was going to have him off his feet, so he decided to commit to that. Um, Mookie, as well as Freddie and Trey, have been pretty adamant that they don't like to step in as the DH and like kind of taking an off day in that sense, as we've seen Dave Roberts do for Will Smith here and there. Uh, so. Getting him off his feet, he'll so he'll be back in there tomorrow um, against the Mets. And then for Gavin Lux, for him, we saw him come back from dealing with that neck stiffness yesterday. It's not been re-aggravated or anything like that. Dave just didn't want uh, him come, with coming back from injury to be playing for six games straight. So gave him today off, and then he will be back in there for the next four, playing at second. So, um, so we'll see him back in there tomorrow. So just an off day for the two of them. That is certainly good news. Real quickly, Clayton Kershaw, what's the latest on him? Yeah, so he threw a bullpen today. Uh, so we still don't have whether he's going to get the start on Thursday or Friday. Um, okay. But definitely one of the two. It's just <laughs> a matter of do they keep him on regular rest, in which he would pitch on Thursday, and then Dustin May would get an extra day pitching on Friday. Or it'll be flipped. Dustin pitches on Thursday on regular rest, giving Clayton an extra day pitching him on Friday in L.A. So, um so, yeah, one of those two days, he'll be back. But he's coming, yep. that's for sure. <laughs> we he's can guarantee back. that. <laughs> <laughs> Either Thursday or Friday will be the day. Thank you, Kirsten. We'll check in with you after the game. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll preview today's pitchy matchup. Remember, no Tony Gonsolin. Michael Grove gets the start instead. We'll hear from Andre Ethier. But up next, we'll get you an injury report and more from Dave Roberts on Tony Gonsolin. We'll hear from the Dodgers skipper. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Monday afternoon. First pitch at 340. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Marlins from Miami. Michael Grove called up from AAA Oklahoma City. Gets to start in place of Tony Gonsolin. Pablo Lopez, the right-hander, will go for Miami. First pitch coming up at 340. The LA Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin, placed on the IL earlier today with right forearm strain. He's got some tightness there. You will hear from Tony Gonsolin, and we'll hear from Dave Roberts in just a couple of seconds here. Clayton Kershaw on the IL, the sore lower back. He did throw a bullpen session today, scheduled to get either the start on Thursday in New York or Friday back at Dodger Stadium. Yancey Almonte on the IL with a sore elbow. He's trying to work his way back. As are four Dodger relievers on rehab assignments, Blake Trinan, Tommy Canley, Victor Gonzalez, and Danny Duffy, Walker Buehler, Daniel Hudson, both done for the season. Let's head back out to Miami and get more on Tony Gonsolin from the skipper, Dave Roberts. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave. Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Uh, Dave, I think we'll start with some good news. First, uh, Mookie Betts, player of the week, and then you also have Will Smith joining Team USA. I know you were really excited about Mookie Betts being a part of it. How excited are you for Will Smith to be a part of uh, Team USA? Uh, I'm thrilled. Um... You know, for Will and uh, for everyone, just to have the opportunity to represent our country um, in the WBC Classic is going to be uh, is going to be a great experience for him, and uh, it's good that he's getting some recognition, some well-deserved uh, recognition. There's been a fun little joke that Mookie seems to really love Miami. When you look at what he's been able to do all these last few games, what has been most impressive to you? Um, he's just. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Miami, but he's obviously, uh, you know, playing really good baseball. I don't know uh, why I'm not putting him in there tonight, uh, but 
you know, he, he's playing really well. He's playing with confidence, and his body feels good, and uh, he's doing a lot of things to help us win baseball games. So to get him off his feet tonight, get him ready for uh, this next series will be was kind of my thought. When we spoke with Tony, he told us uh, just with his forearm tightness, uh, he's been feeling it since his last start, but looking at this more as a precautionary uh, IL stint, at what point did you kind of, how did this come about from your standpoint and how important is it for him to be down just to kind of to continue to get the rest he needs to be ready for postseason? Well, I, I didn't hear about it until yesterday. I think that we were all made aware yesterday. Um, so at that point in time, we had to make a quick decision and um, deciding that obviously having him make the start didn't make sense. So getting Michael Grove here uh, in his place was the first move. and. You know, just he hasn't, he's gone so hard all year. So to, to make that IL move, to skip two starts, it just didn't seem like a whole lot of cost and hopefully kind of reset him and get him ready for the postseason. Do you feel optimistic two starts? We are. Uh, considering, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to play catch today or tomorrow, but just kind of the manual test and from our trainers and then the doc looked at him last night, feel that it should be uh, two starts max. Yeah. What did for it to happen this time of the year, if there are any setbacks, like is there a level of concern there about just the fact that the postseason isn't that far away and it's something that, you know, forearm guy who's pitched way more than he, he has at this level before? I, I think obviously this is uncharted territory for, for him. Um, I think the one part of it is that, yeah, you do lose a little bit of momentum of the season that you're having. Um, but I think the most important part is we got to do what we can to keep him healthy. And um, if he's healthy, then we'll bet on the performance. All right, there's Dave Roberts talking about Tony Gonson. And, of course, the other news today, Will Smith announcing he will play for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. We'll hear from Tony Gonsolin coming up down the dugout, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vasse. So we lead you up to first pitch. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Monday afternoon. First pitch at 340. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party at Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800 962 cards and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Monday final game of this wraparound four-game series from Miami. First pitch coming up at 340. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger insider David Bassett. All right, Dave, as we get ready for this big three-game series in New York coming up tomorrow, look at this Dodgers team. Everybody talks about the big three. You know, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, there's really been one guy that has really benefited from playing right next to them in the lineup, right? Yeah, that's right. Will Smith has been the guy hitting cleanup consistently behind the big three, which has resulted in a quarter of his at-bats with a runner on base. There seems to be somebody on base a lot of the times that Will Smith is at the plate 
and he has made the most of his opportunities, Tim, because in those situations with runners on base, Will Smith is hitting 291 with an OPS of 879. And oh, by the way, as we know, as a cleanup hitter, it's not your job to walk. It's your job to drive in those runs. And Will Smith certainly has done that. Eight home runs, 63 RBIs with runners on base. And I could firmly believe and tell you, Tim, that one of those runners have always been Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, or even Gavin Lux. Yeah, no doubt about that. Dave, looking at this Dodgers bullpen, some of these arms being used a lot this weekend here in Miami, leads me to this. What's the latest on Blake Trinan? Yeah, Blake Trinan has made four rehab starts in Oklahoma City, Tim. I uh, sent him a text down there in OKC. He would not tip his hand on when the Dodgers are going to call him back up, but he told me he feels good down there, and he's accomplishing what he set out to accomplish to make sure he is ready whenever the Dodgers decide to activate him. It looks like, and it has been for the last week or so, the Dodgers have been targeting the first week of September, which would mean when the Dodgers return home from this road trip this Labor Day weekend. So there's a very good chance that Clayton Kershaw and Blake Trinan are back with the Dodgers against the Padres this weekend. Dave, looking at this Dodgers team coming up in New York, they're going to have a chance to expand their rosters as we get to September 1st. Is this going to be the old crowded clubhouse, crowded dugout, and there's going to be 40 guys everywhere? Well, I would believe the Dodgers would like that to happen, Tim, because they have a lot of talent on their 40-man roster, and they're going to have some tough decisions to make with a lot of these guys coming off 60-day injured lists, including Blake Trinan. But unfortunately for the Dodgers, Major League Baseball in this new CBA is requiring teams to carry only 28 players when they expand rosters on September 1st. And the reason being is to make it a more balanced playing field because the Dodgers have 40 quality major leaguers that they can have active in any one game. You look at the Marlins, do they have that? You look at the Padres, do they have that? So this was another way to kind of balance the scales between uh, the Dodgers, basically, and every other team in baseball. Dave is brought to you by Ford. Now during the Ford Summer Supercharged Sales Event, rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You'll not only bring the fun this summer, you'll supercharge it. with Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. We, as we get ready for October baseball, just about five weeks away, Dave, we keep talking about the rosters and projecting what it's going to look like, who's going to make the roster in the bullpen, but what about position players? We're, what are some of the things starting to pan out here? Anybody on the bubble going in these final five weeks? Well, I would say there's one player, Tim, that's on the bubble, and that's Anser Alberto, who obviously is a very popular player in that dugout. He's been one of the more supportive teammates that you will ever find. But the reality is he really hasn't done much with the bat, and because of the DH, he hasn't really been as useful as he normally would if there was a pitcher hitting in the ninth spot, double switches going on. So because of the disappointing season he has had with the bat, and the reason why I say that is he has 21 strikeouts and has only drawn two walks all season long. He's on the bubble for October. And Edwin Rios is coming back. We saw what Miguel Vargas and James Outman could do. So depending on the matchup of each round the Dodgers play in in October, if they need an extra left-handed bat, it could be Rios or Outman. If they want a right-handed bat that has been a little bit more productive and has a little bit more thunder, 
it would be Miguel Vargas. So that's why I say Alberto would be the one guy in my mind that's on the bubble to make the playoff roster. All right, Dave. Great stuff. We'll check back in with you in just a couple minutes. Dodger fans, I need three contestants because it's time for the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You break the player and the inning. The most thrilling play will happen today. And if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mount. 866-987-2570. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Monday afternoon, fourth and final game of this wraparound weekend series. Michael Grove, called up from AAA Oklahoma City, gets to start in place of the injured Tony Gonsolin. We'll hear from the Catman coming up in just a couple of minutes. Pablo Lopez, the right-hander, will go for Miami first pitch at 340. The thrilling play of the game is brought to you by Six Flags Magic Mountain, where Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single-rail coaster in the world in the record 20th coaster, is now open. Rise above all else at the thrill capital of the world. All right, we have our three contestants ready to go. Carl, you are first up. What is your guess today, Carl? I'm going to go Fab Five Freddy in the fifth. Freddie Freeman in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Carl. Raphael is our second contestant. Raphael, welcome. What's your guess? I'm taking Trey Turner in the fourth. Trey Turner in the fourth inning. All right, good luck to you, Raphael. Raymond is our third and final contestant. Raymond, welcome. What is your guest today? Hey, Tim Cates and everyone. I'm going to go for the birthday boy, Chris Taylor, in the sixth. Chris Taylor in the sixth inning. All right, hopefully we can turn things around. Good luck to Raymond, Raphael, and Carl, our three contestants. Remember, conquer the new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest single rail coaster in the world. Rise above all else. Six flags. Magic Mountain. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll hear from the Catman, Tony Gonsolin, placed on the injured list today. How bad is it? How long does he expect to be out? We'll hear from Tony Gonsolin next as we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Marlins. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Marlins, Michael Grove and Pablo Lopez, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 340. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor. Mm, on game day, feed the group for about 10 bucks. A person only at Shanky. Still to come, we'll get to the keys to the game. We're going to hear from Andre Ethier. Plus, we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But no Tony Gonsolin placed on the IL earlier today with a strain in his right forearm, his pitching arm. Let's hear from the Catman himself. First, obviously, we got the news today about flexor strain. How are you feeling? Um, and just, I guess what kind of happened? Yeah, it just felt kind of tight um, coming out of the last outing. Uh, had dealt with a little bit of the forearm tightness uh, earlier this year. Thought it was going to go away in a couple of days. It just kind of lingered this time, so we're going to, um, you know, push back. You know, miss a couple of starts, which is which is okay. It just feels more forearm tightness. Uh, would you say that you feel optimistic that this is something that you caught it early and then you can kind of continue moving on from that you'll be back, or where are you feeling with all of this? Yeah, definitely feeling optimistic with it. You know, I think you know whenever the aisle stint is is done, I'm going to be coming off and feeling 100% ready to go. You did an MRI. 
I don't think MRI is needed. It's just we did all the tests yesterday with the doc, and um, every ligament test came out negative. So um, everything's feeling really good, other than the, the little bit of tightness when I throw. Is it similar to what you had early in the year, or is it worse, better? Uh, it's probably similar. I think it's just kind of lingering. Um, just maybe needs a little bit of some time to, to relax and uh, really let it heal a little bit. I know we've asked you a lot about just your innings totals. I mean, how much do you feel like that might play a role, or do you think it's related at all to that? Uh, it could be related, could not. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I just felt tight coming out of the last outing and um, just trying to get ahead of it. Are you going to keep throwing right now, or are you going to shut it down for a certain amount of time? Yeah, the plan is to not throw today and tomorrow, and then uh, kind of reevaluate on Wednesday in New York and just see where it's at, and then we'll talk about throwing then. Have you been going through your usual routine, expecting to start tonight? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I threw my bullpen like like normal on Friday. Felt a little tight out of, uh, coming out of that. Did a little bit more modality stuff to try to calm it down, and then. Um, told prior on yesterday uh, right right when I got here like hey this is what I'm thinking I really want to play catch and see if if I'm good to go for tomorrow and we uh, came to the conclusion that it's probably best to just skip this one and then um, you know since we're doing that might as well just give it a break um, for whatever the aisle day aisle stand is it 10 and 14 15 okay so yeah 15 day um, just to you know give it that that two week break yeah it was coming out good uh, I thought everything was fine you know shapes were all good I threw everything just on flat ground uh, I was really getting on it yesterday too so it was coming out nice it just felt a little tight on everything so it's more precautionary is there anything that makes this a little more concerning just when it comes later in the year and you only have a certain amount of time you know left in the regular season here to try to get back and get back built up and do normal routine yeah I don't think there's going to be a build up um I can't think of the word right now. I don't think there's going to be issues with build-up or ha having to build up again. I don't think any of that's going to happen. But uh, just overall, just kind of playing it safe and, uh, you know, really letting it heal. Uh, you know, it does suck the time, you know, coming into September. But I do think it's also, you know, a blessing a little bit. Give me a little break and then playoffs. Thank you, Tony. Thanks. Thank you. All right, there's Tony Gonsolin earlier talking to the media. Yeah, disappointed to see him go on the IL after the season he has been having. Knock on wood, it sounds like it's going to be a short stint as he's going to take a couple of days off and rest and then get back to throwing. Hopefully that tightness alleviates itself and Tony Gonsolin can get back out there and finish off this great 2022 All-Star season that he is having. Today's Dodgers game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get a preview of today's pitching matchup. Charlie and Jose will have the keys to the game. But up next, we go high and tight with former Dodger slugger Andre Ethier. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Monday for Miami. First pitch at 340. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Marlins finish off this four-game weekend series. Michael Grove gets the start in place of Tony Gonsolin. Pablo Lopez will go for the Marlins. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup coming up. First pitch at 340. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro, celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles 
our bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. Charlie and Jose will be back with the keys to the game as well. But first, David Vassay. And now, what will likely be Vassay fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. The Dodgers are closing out the series in Miami, and we are joined right now by a man that never found himself on South Beach for too long. He always arrived at the stadium on time and always was ready to play, and that is a man that spent his entire Major League career wearing a Dodger uniform, winning a gold glove, winning two All-Star appearances, and also uh, being one of the more clutch players the Dodgers have had in Los Angeles over the course of the last 30 years. And speaking of 30, he also had a 30-game hitting streak in 2010. That is the one and only Andre Ethier, who joins us from Parts Unknown. Thanks a lot for jumping on. Hey, I appreciate it, Dave. And uh, please don't put the date in front of those uh, things, because I don't like it. It kind of uh, makes me feel a lot older than I already am when you say 2010, 30-game hit streak on there. Uh, but, yeah, um, I hope you got my flowers in the hospital. Um, glad to see you finally got out. Um, not many people uh, break their wrists and end up in the hospital for a week. So, you know, uh, you did, and glad you're out already. <laughs> I, I bounced back. Didn't you see me go back to work? That was very Ethier-like of me to go back to work. It's pretty sad that, that you're, gonna, you're the reason that your kids are going to be scarred every time they see a slide at the playground now. <laughs> so, you, um, I, feel, that's I was worried you would never <laughs> talk to me again. I was really worried about that. Dad got hurt on a slide. I don't ever want to go on a slide. <laughs> let's talk about the dodgers they're doing something special again you were part of one in my opinion one of the best dodger teams over the course of the last 10 years in 2013 and 2017 what are your observations about the way this team has been playing since the end of june i I think there's a clip that went around yesterday or not even clip. i think just it's probably just from miami all this weekend and you can really tell how much guys are having fun, how much guys are pulling for each other, and just the camaraderie you're seeing, you know, the chemistry you're seeing amongst all the players. There's, this is a team that everyone's, you know, it's easy to say too, but when everyone's having a good year for the most part across, you know, your lineup, um, that breeds success and that breeds um, a team that, um, pulls for each other and, you know, isn't always always out there just trying to get their own as individuals. And you can see how much fun, uh, you know, these guys are having by going out there, um, you know, the clips of the Turner brothers uh, laughing and talking on the field together all the time, you know, Mookie having the year he's having and having a blast and, um, you know, all the other guys out there that are just really enjoying this year. And I think that's the key to this team's success so far. Okay, you're the perfect person to ask this question because with everything said, and we all see that, is the winning the product of the great chemistry or is the great chemistry uh, the reason for the winning? You know what, guys can pull each other, but it's tough. You know, it's, this is a team full with a lot of pressure, right? You know, there's a lot of external pressures and expectations when it comes on to that. And I think, you know, I'm not trying to discredit any of the chemistry they might have before, but – it's tough when you have those pressures individually to go out there and you know you have to, you know you want to, and you know you're expected to go out there and get off to an individual good season. 
And sometimes that clouds some of the stuff players do is, you know, early on is trying to establish, trying to get themselves off on a good, you know, on a good way and good trajectory for your season with, you know, the stats you want, the stats everyone expects you to have. Because, um, you know, me, you, everyone else sitting in the stands can say, well, you know, the stats don't matter as long as games win, you know, as long as this team's winning games. But um, when guys aren't putting up numbers and there's shortcomings and stuff that the team has needed, what is the first thing we all point to? Well, he's this, you know, this, that, this, that. So, you know, we know if we're, you know, heading in the right tread lines, guys are picking up, guys are having better years than they did normally that are picking up some guys who have down years that chemistry just keeps building and you trust and you believe in everyone around you just a little bit more. You already have that trust going into it, but you know, it's not on all on your shoulders to go up there and get the job done because there's someone behind you who's there to pick you up. If you don't. Andre, a few players told me there was a hitters meeting in Cincinnati when they were not delivering with runners in scoring position early in the season. And there were a few things said among them was put the iPads down and get up on the top railing. How much of a difference do you believe that has on not only the Dodgers, but any team just not staring at that iPad and being individual, being more team? Yeah, I think, you know, you can get an idea of what's going on. Those iPads are great. When you're seeing what the pitcher has from different angles and getting to see the breaks, getting to see the movements, all that stuff that goes on. But that could be different of what you're actually seeing out there on the field. Currently, everyone knows, you know, you can have a guy who's lights out and then that day he's in the filling it and he might not have his best stuff. And you're going up there being a left-handed hitter, knowing that he, you know, this reliever throws a slider 80% of the time to left-handed hitters in this count. But if you're not paying attention, actually what's going on, you're sitting there getting that off the iPad and knowing that he might not be filling his slider today. He doesn't have control of it. Doesn't have feeling. He can't throw it. And you're not necessarily processing that because you're not seeing it firsthand of what's going on. You know, there's a there's a perfect example of, hey, we know what he has. Take a look, look at the iPad. But once this, once these pitches start getting going on, once the innings going and your teammates are battling, get up on the top step. Um, you know, cheer on your teammate. Pay attention. Um, you know, know the situation, know what you have, and and know what the guy is and what he's doing and what he's trying to execute out there. All right, Andre. Thanks a lot for the time. Look forward to catching up with you before October begins because I have more questions for you regarding October and this Dodger team. I know you're at the Killers concert last night. Jealous of that as well. Yeah, great song, Jealousy. You know, uh, it happens. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> had, a, had, a, had a great time, and yeah, look forward to This team's going to go, uh, you know, far into the playoffs, I believe. How and, far? Uh, you know, and and I hope that we have, and I can say this with much confidence that we have. I hope we get a rematch with uh, that team from Houston and uh, in the World Series and get a chance to beat them and and win the World Series. Uh, you know the way it should have been in seventeen. There, no doubt. I would love to see that too. Thanks a lot for the time, Dre, and appreciate the sincere uh, concern over my injuries. No problem. See you around. Okay, there he goes. Andre Ethier. We'll send it back to you, Tim. All right. Thank you, David. Thank you, Andre. As we lead you up to first pitch on this Monday, it's the Dodgers and the Marlins. Up next, we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup in the final game of this four-game series. I'm Tim Cates. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. 
This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and the Marlins. Final game of this four-game series. First pitch in Miami is coming up at 340. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Michael Grove on the mound, 25-year-old right-hander, former second-round pick of the Dodgers out of West Virginia, gets the start. He was recalled from Triple A Oklahoma City for the injured Tony Gonsolin in 12 games in OKC, 0-3 at the 371 ERA and 56 strikeouts. Pablo Lopez goes 8-8 at the 366 ERA, 26-year-old right-hander out of Venezuela, now in his fifth season, making his 26th start. Last time out, six shutout innings, four hits, five strikeouts, and a win over the A's. His third career start against the Dodgers is today. He is 1-0 with a 3 ERA in his first two matchups, both coming last season. Pablo Lopez, Michael Grove, the pitching matchup. Final game of this four-game series. I'm Tim Case with Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. First pitch at 340. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. All right, before first pitch, a final check in the booth with Charlie and Jose, guys. So here are the Dodgers beginning the night, 50 games over 500. A magic number now down to 16 with 36 days and 36 games remaining in the regular season. Tony Gonzalez was supposed to start tonight, placed on the injured list today. They say precautionary more than anything else. Elbow is a little stiff, but they don't think it is that serious. They hope in two, three weeks he'll get a few starts in before the postseason. Having said that, Michael Grove has been called up to make the start tonight for the Dodgers against Pablo Lopez of the Marlins. Well, we'll learn for a guy like Michael Grove to come up here now and get another opportunity. It will be his third game of the big leagues, second start, and in August in the minor leagues, he got the attention of many people because he was able to make the adjustment real quickly on not walking as many guys, controlling the opponent men's scoring position, and being able to work ahead in counts. You take scouts that you talk to a lot, I talk to a lot, and they'll tell you a young pitcher in the big leagues needs to understand that when he makes that transition from the minor leagues to the big leagues, you still have to go out there and say, strike one is my best friend. And it's still 60 feet, 6 inches between the slab and the plate. Pablo Lopez, what can you tell us about? Pablo Lopez was the Tony Gonsolin back in April. He was a story, 3-0, 0.39, and then the wheels fell off. He started elevating that changeup. He will repeat it and three-peat it what he needs to. And the long ball has been a big enemy for Pablo. In this ballpark, by the way, surprisingly, he has not pitched as well as he's done on the road. He's given up 16 home runs on the year in 140 innings. He's 8-8 eight and eight in an ERA of 3 and 2 thirds. Dodgers and Marlins wrapping up this four-game series. And the Dodgers next stop up in New York. A big three-game series with the Mets. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, the magic number is 16. Dodgers and Marlins wrap up this series next. I'm Tim Case. It's been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.